definitely human. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the spoken logbook of Cornelia Cavendish. Entry 10 on yoga. Since the events in the forest of Goose Lake, my companions and I have decided to remain together to better investigate the supernatural schemes of Angela Gresley and the, ugh, tooth fairies. We are all living in Dorothy Taylor's house in Chicago, which leaves little room for privacy or the luxuries of a drawing room. Dorothy is keen that we should lie low as the authorities scour the scenes of devastation we left in our wake. We did our best to cover our tracks, of course, but the exploded train and various immutable signs of bloodshed throughout Chicago and Goose Lake have drawn the interest of the police. So far, they have attributed their findings to gangsters, and we have been glad to remain unnoticed. Thankfully, almost everyone that had contact with us on that fateful night promptly died, so there are few witnesses to our involvement. Still, every time the police walk down our street, fiddling with the pistols that all law enforcers carry in this rough country, our blood chills. Sebastian has taken to reading the newspapers fervently, seeking indications that we might need to flee, poring over any news of strange occurrences or whispers of underground cities. Dorothy has been mostly at work, keeping up her medical practice with barely disguised agitation. And Joy has been acting very oddly indeed, she spends days examining the papers we found in Vinny's house in Goose Lake, hardly sleeping or eating, sometimes disappearing suddenly. Last week, I decided to coax Joy out of the house and do something edifying, so I took her to the Goodman Theatre to see some local culture. She was uninterested and morose at the prospect, but I gently cajoled her and then pushed her and finally dragged her to the theatre. Outside, there were stalls selling hot dogs and lemonade, and at the sight of them she shrieked and ran back in the direction of the house. I support her holding high standards of taste, of course, but her reaction was quite inapposite. If she continues to turn her nose up at the robust cuisine outside Britain, she is in danger of developing a fragile stomach. Never mind, I thought. I shall have some fun by myself. But I didn't. The play was a reworking of A Midsummer Night's Dream, and while the production was fair, the actors' abrasive, screeching American voices quite murdered the music of our beloved English language. And so I left to walk around Chicago and take in the sights. 
Not far from the theatre, I came across an intriguing building. It advertised itself as the Tantric Order of America, a place to learn the secret art of yoga. I had heard of yoga, of course. In my youth, while I was mourning my late husband Brendel, I travelled to Nepal to seek the wisdom of their sages, but instead got unexpectedly drunk at the foot of Mount Everest. There I met fellow travellers from India who exercised in strange, slow movements they referred to as yoga. And now here I was, in America, oppressively sober and in need of distraction, and so this mysterious practice of yoga once more intersected with my life. It must be a sign, I thought. On entering the building, I was assailed by the pungent fumes of a kind of incense, dry and musty, but with some hidden spice. So far, so good, I thought. Incense is the harbinger of enlightened people, I have found, and so the potency of the air in this yoga building roused my optimism. The owner of this establishment must truly be a man of some illumination. But upon searching the grounds, there was no wizened old man to be found. Instead, a table of instructional pamphlets caught my eye. Start the day with yoga, they read. Well, I have learned many techniques by textbook alone, from acupuncture to yodeling. With these, I would not even need an instructor. So I pocketed some of their literature and headed for home. The next morning, I rose with the dawn and attended to my yoga practice in the garden of our house. Written by a man calling himself the Great Oom, the pamphlet set out a progressive scheme of asanas, or postures, that are to be adopted in turn. With focus on the body and the greater awareness of the physical form, the practitioner seeks to elevate their soul. I began with the balasana, or child's pose, before moving on to various animal poses designed to strengthen the limbs. But it was the shirshana, the headstand, that intrigued me most. The pamphlets were insistent that progress must be slow, but they were written for the average amateur, not someone as versed in spirituality as me. Nevertheless, I decided that discretion was the better part of valour and saved that particular pose for later. The rest of the day was modest in its contributions to my enlightenment and spent mostly watching Joy fret about the house before disappearing and trying to ignore Sebastian's increasingly excited conjectures about the possible role of Angela Gresley in European history. On my second morning of yoga, I performed the salutation to the sun that is supposed to develop the sheaves of the self. These sheaves, called koshas, comprise of food, energy, the mind, wisdom, and bliss. By progressing through the awareness of each and their independence from the self, a promotion of the soul can occur. I was not sure how saluting the sun will accomplish this, but I am a dedicated student, so I shouted and raised myself to the dawn with immoderate enthusiasm. I am fairly certain I developed at least two of my sheaves before I wore myself out and had to return to the house. This morning, after rapidly repeating the motions of the previous two, I attempted the headstand. It was difficult, but my energy was up to the challenge, and I rested my head on the grass and thrust my legs skyward. The momentum I achieved was sufficient for me to attain inversion, but I could not balance, and over and over again I fell onto the ground. Suddenly, as I was about to finally reach vertical stability, I heard Joy squeal from inside the house. I dashed back inside. Through the window, Joy had spied two police officers walking up our street. We quickly hid Sebastian's newspaper clippings and he loaded the shotgun behind the door. Cautiously, I opened it to face our accusers. The police were hulking and broad-shouldered and their grim demeanours made it clear we should be ready for a fight. How may I help you, officers? 
I asked, mustering up years of practice charm in my honeyed voice. Ma'am, we've had complaints that an old lady here has been disrupting the peace. It wouldn't happen to be you, would it? Why, I am the only lady of distinction in this house, I said, but I do not know what disruption you are referencing. Your neighbors say you've been dancing in your underwear in the garden every morning this week, ma'am. They're very upset. Oh? Yeah, they say their kids are afraid to go outside. I'm gonna have to ask you to take your strange rituals elsewhere. Good morning. Turning on their heels with something approaching smugness, the policemen left. The gall of them! I whirled to Sebastian, expecting him to step in and defend my honour with his shotgun, but he had already sat back at the dining table, chuckling to himself. And so the prosaic world of earthly pettiness continues to bar my spiritual investigations. Officialdom rears its ugly head once again. But I will not be deterred. If a small-minded suburbanite next door cannot cope with my experiments, then I shall have to find a venue more suitable to my manners and habits. I can move elsewhere. I do not need the sneers of neighbours or the patronising encouragement of my associates. I have my pride, and I can survive perfectly well by myself. The mysteries of yoga will require more investigation. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.